The thought experiments from our last video showed that hydrogen atoms can make only one bond, oxygen atoms can make two, nitrogen three, and carbon four bonds with other atoms. This number of bonds that an atom can make is called its valency. Hydrogen has a valency of one, oxygen two, nitrogen three, and carbon four. In our next thought experiment, we'll put lots of oxygen atoms in a box, but no hydrogen atoms this time. Like hydrogen, oxygen atoms stick together in pairs. When another oxygen atom hits this pair, it doesn't stick. HC. How come? Don't oxygen atoms like to bond to two other atoms? If it bonds with hydrogen, which is only one bond, it will need two of them, and the new molecule will be H2O, water. But when it bonds with another oxygen, it has one bond left over. The other oxygen does too. If hydrogen atoms were available, they could join with these bonds to make a complete molecule. But if there aren't any spare hydrogen atoms floating about, can you see another solution? The oxygens can bond to each other a second time. The two oxygens then form a double bond between them. Now both oxygen atoms are using both of their bonds and are satisfying their valency of two. The stick diagram for this molecule shows the two oxygen atoms joined by the double bond. The chemical formula for this molecule is O2. The 2 is showing us that there are two oxygen atoms in the molecule, not that there are two bonds between the atoms. That's just a coincidence. Oxygen is a colourless gas and about 20% of the air is made of O2 molecules. When we breathe in, our body can absorb them into our bloodstream and keep us alive. O2 is an important molecule. Remember this formula for oxygen. Nitrogen atoms can do the same trick as oxygen atoms. Nitrogen has a valency of three, so it has to make three bonds when it forms molecules. So for two nitrogen atoms to bond together, they must make a triple bond between them. The stick diagram for the molecule shows this triple bond. Is the chemical formula N3? After all, there are three bonds between the nitrogen atoms. No. 
The subscript counts the number of atoms, not the number of bonds in the molecule. So the answer is N2. N2 is a colourless gas and it makes up nearly 80% of the air. A triple bond between nitrogen atoms means that they are held together more strongly than if they had just a single or a double bond between them. Because nitrogen atoms are held together particularly strongly, N2 molecules can't be pulled apart very easily. This makes N2 a very stable molecule and that's why it doesn't burn and it's safe to breathe. How cool is that? If oxygen can make double bonds and nitrogen can make triple bonds, maybe carbon can make quadruple bonds because they have a valency of four. No, four bonds is just too many to squeeze between two atoms. There's not enough space between them and the geometry just doesn't allow it. But carbon can make double and triple bonds in many of the molecules that it's in. The rule is that the number of each carbon's bonds has to add up to four. That way its bonding rules are obeyed. Now let's look at how a carbon atom might bond with an oxygen atom. An oxygen and carbon could combine to make a double bond. But carbon still has another two bonds to be used. For this it needs another oxygen atom. Now the bonding rules for all atoms are satisfied and this is the correct molecule made between carbon and oxygen. This is the stick diagram showing its two double bonds and the chemical formula is CO2. The subscript tells us that there are two oxygen atoms in the molecule. This compound is called carbon dioxide. The double bonds make carbon dioxide very stable and it does not fall apart easily and it's a good substance to put fires out with. If you surround a fire with CO2 gas the molecules that are on fire will not be able to bond with anything and the fire will go out. Carbon dioxide is a colourless gas that makes up just half a percent of the air but enough for plants to use and make their cells and grow. We've seen how double and triple bonds are used to make three important molecules O2 N2 and CO2. Air is mostly made of N2 and O2 and a little bit of CO2. When you breathe in, trillions of these molecules go into your lungs. Let's take a look at the journey that these molecules make inside your body. Inside your lungs, the O2 molecules are picked up by your red blood cells and carried to different parts of your body. Along the way, the red blood cells let go of the O2 molecules so that they can cross into one of your body's cells. Like a muscle cell, 
Your bloodstream also carries glucose molecules, C6H12O6, which come from digestion of your food. And these also cross over into your cell. These molecules are shown in green just to make them easier to see. Inside the cell, the glucose molecule and oxygen molecules are broken apart and the carbons, oxygens and hydrogens recombine into CO2 and H2O. This rearrangement of bonds is called respiration and it releases lots of energy which can then be used by your body to do different jobs. We will now change the colour of the new CO2 molecules to yellow to show that this new substance has been made and fade out the H2O molecules because we are following the CO2 molecules here. But the number of CO2 molecules isn't allowed to build up in the cells and they need to cross back through the cell walls and into your bloodstream. They are then carried back into your lungs where you exhale them into the air. You breathe out CO2 molecules. N2 is another story. Let's breathe in again. Now breathe out. Because nitrogen's triple bond makes it such a tough molecule, it doesn't break apart inside your body and just comes out as N2 molecules again, unchanged. Notice how some extra CO2 molecules come out also. They're the new molecules made from your respiration. And some O2 molecules too, but only the ones that weren't picked up by your red blood cells. We've seen how oxygen, nitrogen and carbon atoms make single bonds with hydrogen atoms. We've also seen how oxygen can make a double bond with itself and nitrogen can make a triple bond with itself. But carbon can't make a quadruple bond because there isn't enough space between the atoms. So carbon doesn't form a C2 molecule like the others. Instead, carbons can link up one after the other and in all directions to make a huge three-dimensional carbon network. This is not really a molecule because it doesn't have a definite beginning and end. And because all the carbons are close together and the network goes on and on, it is a solid. Carbon in the form of graphite and diamond are both examples of this kind of network solid. But the little O2 and N2 molecules are gases because they bounce off each other and don't clump together. Because they are free of each other, they can fill the entire space inside the container they are in. And there's a big distance between the molecules compared to solids. In the next video, we'll look at bigger and more complex molecules that contain single, double and triple bonds inside them. Most molecules that obey the bonding rules can be found in nature or made in the lab.
there's lots of fun molecules out there.